Welcome everyone to the Kinky Hair Culture Podcast, where we interview the people behind the chair and the people that make your natural hair products. I'm your host, Candice. Today we have Justin. Please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Justin. I am known on YouTube as J. Lou. Typically, I say, hey, yo, what it do? It's your boy, J. Lou, and you are just in time for something new. And uh, with that being said, I really appreciate you for having me on today's uh, podcast, Candice. And uh, I'm definitely here for whatever question you may have. And uh, yeah. So please tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up from. You know, I'd like the audience to get to know everything about the person I'm interviewing. Yeah, so um, I, I I was born in Houston. I uh, moved around a lot as a kid. We moved all over from like Beaumont, Louisiana, different parts of Houston and things of that nature. But I'm a Houston native. You can probably tell in my uh, accent and everything like that. I grew up being told <laughs> I talk slow. <laughs> That's where the uh, the intro comes from is like, hey, yo, what it do? Because in Houston, <laughs> it's like we're known for freestyling and stuff like that, you know? So uh, I've always been like into like music and growing up because we were moving around a lot. My mom, she used to always like work several jobs. And one of those jobs uh, was working in a hair salon. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, we was, I would have to sweep up and you know how black mamas are yeah. like, Hey, you, in order for you to, uh, get, uh, like money or whatever the case is, you have to do chores. So mm-hmm. we would go to the shop with her and we would sweep up. Uh, she worked another job where we would every, everywhere she went, like we were basically like her second hand. Right. Uh, but working in the hair salon, it was like, I was always kind of sitting back and like listening to the, the stylists and kind of do do what they did. And uh, I learned a lot about hair at a young age. And as I got older, what I realized was that a lot of men don't know anything about their hair because they don't care to. And it's, uh, I think we're in a shift now to where a lot, a lot more men are starting to care more about that kind of stuff. But I'm pretty sure, as you know, uh, being the Kinky Hair podcast, that there's not a lot of formal education when it comes to our hair. And uh, we're kind of thrown off to the side to say, oh, well, your hair is nappy or your hair is this. And I'm like, uh, that's not the actual meanings of our hair. You know, so I started uh, creating a YouTube channel. It was just a hobby at first. And it got to the point to where it became a business as well as nowadays, uh, there's several people all over that I've inspired, uh, taught, uh, given feedback and things of that nature, you know, so I'm kind of, um, not kind of, but I, I, I'm definitely blessed to be in a position that I'm in now. Cause I, I, I never saw this, you know, so. I'm glad you spoke on that because the main problem, like you said, people don't care to know or the miseducation oh, and yeah. we just like, nah, we don't really want to, you know, <laughs> especially men. I noticed that they'd be like, nah, do you think yeah. that will ever change? <laughs> I do believe it's going to change. Uh, it starts off with one thing that I noticed was uh, if you all want to follow the YouTube channel, this is simply just in time. But one thing I noticed is that there is an interest uh, from men uh, that want to learn more about their hair. But there's like a lot of misinformation, even from the guys that do it. Right. So uh, I've always taken kind of like the loopy fiasco approach where it's mm-hmm. like you have to make something cool in order for people to, to want to digest it. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, you can't just hit them with information and knowledge. You have to entertain people, you know? So it's like, uh, what I try to focus on is trying to add an entertainment aspect, but I don't want it to be too, to where I'm like goofy or corny, you know? Um, but there's a lot of men that over the years have hit me up and was like, yo man, like without you, I would have went bald at an earlier age mm-hmm. or, uh, 
uh, I just, I never knew how to take care of my hair, you know, and it's just like, I know all these different terms now. And it's just, it's been a blessing because um, a lot of men typically go bald because they don't take care of their hair and they think it's hereditary when the reality is they just don't do the daily things that they need to. Like women typically are, are raised to moisturize their hair every day, clean their face and things. Guys, I know dudes that'll go months without washing their hair. And then they wonder why they're like having receding hairlines and stuff like that, you know? So I think, I think uh, the, the interest is definitely changing. So you bring it to the table um, more of awareness that it's okay, you know? So yeah. I'm thinking it's not cool to men to pamper themselves. Cause you know, yeah. a lot of men don't want to do some, some stuff, especially like simple. We could go as simple as a pedicure. Most yeah. people don't, men don't want to do it. Like that's for women and stuff. No, it's okay to be pampered. You know, it's yeah. okay. So you bring in more of awareness to men and saying that it's okay. And again, it's not corny. The more entertainment the world, the way the world is, entertainment is everything. Yeah. So the more that you are out there doing what you love and passionate about it, hey, the rest is history. Yeah. And to clear that up, when I say it's like corny for me to do something that I'm not naturally doing. You know, Mm -hmm. there's some people that all day they just tell jokes and they're just like that. Right. Uh, and that's not corny because they're being who they are. But for mm-hmm. me, it's corny to try to like overdo it. Yeah. Because that's not who I am, you know. So. Okay. Okay. So, um, some of your pictures, I've noticed that you had waves in your hair, and now oh, yeah. your hair is like grown out. What's going Looking on? Like Afro Thunder. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I started my YouTube more so focused on 360 waves. There's mm-hmm. a huge interest in waves a long time ago and uh, still kind of now, but the older I became, the, it's kind of like a spiritual element. I wanted to start a lock journey, right? And one thing that I noticed is that typically men who are becoming more successful, what, what do they do? They grow their hair out, right? Even if you was to refer to biblical times, they had, men have longer hair, mm-hmm. um, you go throughout any other uh, belief system, like in Hindus, they the the more the longer your hair is, the, the, the wiser you are. All this kind of Buddhism, all this stuff is the same, right? So um, for me, it was like, I've done everything in the wave game. I've had every single pattern. And for the people that may not know, and, and there's different wave styles that you can have. The most common one is uh, 360s, which what people mm-hmm. refer to as a beehive pattern. Uh, but I've had 360 waves. I've had 540 waves. I've had what is known as 720 waves. Okay, before uh, you go any deeper <laughs> than that, okay. I know the 360. What's 540 and 720? What is all that? Yeah. So the thing about that is uh, basically 360s just go around your head, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if, if somebody took a pebble and threw it in the in the in the, in the water, mm-hmm. you know how the, the the ripples like go away from it and it creates like a circular wave. Yeah. So those are 360s. 540s is if you were to take like a, um, if you were to take that pattern and kind of slant it at like a 45 degree angle, that's the easiest scientific way to explain it. Mm-hmm. But it's like taking a brush and instead of just brushing straight to make your mm-hmm. waves go in the 360 look, you brush it on a, kind of at an angle to where your, your hair starts to swirl, right? So I've always told people there's two different types of crowns. There's the beehive and then there's a swirl crown. 540s gets into the swirl crown and mm-hmm. then 720s is like the what well, they're basically perpendicular waves you know so on the top of my head people would, would with 360s would be used to seeing waves that go from left to right 
But with 720s, 720s, they go from the front to the back. And uh, one of my profile pictures on YouTube, people typically think that I have cornrows, but they're actually waves and they're called 720 waves. And it's just based off of the angle that the, the waves spin in on your head. So thank you for the education because I didn't have no idea. I just know about <laughs> 316. When you start saying all that, I was like, wait a minute, is he talking about shoes? What is he talking about? Because <laughs> you know, it's just like, wow, like, yeah, and that's a thing. lot. That's the thing about uh, the channel is like, there's always people like yourself that don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe in I'm, my background is in engineering. So I, I forgot to mention that I went to Texas A&M uh, for okay. civil engineering. And I've always had like an analytical mindset. So I'll, I like to get into the science of things. And on my channel, what I do is I break down like, okay, this is what makes 540. This is what makes 720s. Because a lot of people back in the day, they just brush their hair any kind of way and then they would mm-hmm. say, oh, this is 540s. And it's like, nah, bro, that's not 540s. Or they would say 720s and it was really 540s. You know, so uh, I tried to take it a step further to actually put terms and define these things so people can say, okay, this is exactly what I want to go for. This is exactly what I want for my hair. Mm-hmm. And they, they have a guideline of what to follow, you know, so. Thank you so much for that information. Um, so after the waves, now that you grow your fro, what made mm-hmm. you decide to go that way instead of keeping the waves? So I'm pretty sure, or do you like music? I know you're asking a lot yes. of questions about me. So um, I'm pretty sure you've noticed J. Cole, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. Jay-Z. There's so many different artists that they started off with a fade, but then the more successful they became, they started growing their hair out, right? So that's kind of what I mentioned earlier is that a lot of Black men nowadays uh, when they reach a certain level of status to where they don't have to adhere to corporate America, mm-hmm. like uh, images and things of that nature, they just say, you know what, we're going to break the mode of what professionalism looks like and we're going to grow our hair out. Right. So I, w- I was an engineer for over 10 years and I lived in that mindset of like, oh, I have to keep a, a clean cut and this is what professionalism is. Not thinking that that's not what my mindset was, but it was more so that's what is taught. And yeah, I just like, get through it with everything right yeah it's, it's it's like they people will always say well if you work at somebody else's company you have to adhere to their rules right mm-hmm. and i got to the point to where i was able to quit my job of uh, in july of uh 2021 okay. and i was like you know what forget it i'm gonna finally do what uh i always wanted to do which was get locks you know so and some people refer to them as dreadlocks uh some people just say dreads but i prefer just saying locks just why that's the proper term. Um, it is. I'm pretty sure with, with, with your history, you may know that the term dreadlocks came from like the back in slave, slavery days. They would look at our hair and they said that it, it was dreadful to look at. And a lot of people mm-hmm. typically had their hair locked up, you know, even with if you if we really get into it, like Samson, mm-hmm. when you look at the story of Samson and it says that he uh, didn't cut his hair because that's where his strength came from and everything of that nature. Most people think that like the Bible is like this white man's religion, quote unquote. But really, if you study like where these stories came from and who wrote these stories, they were black people, you mm-hmm. know, and Samson, uh, we could say that he had locks because there's not a lot of people that believe like Rastafarianism has that kind of concept. Right. The longer the hair is and the more uh, wiser they are and things of that nature. Yes. Um, but the the reason where that was written, it was in Africa. You know, so most likely he had locks. And uh, for me, I was like, I'm not going to call them dreads because that's 
that was the term that was old is their hair looks dreadful or whatever. And it's just, that's where dreadlocks came from. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> there's a lot of, um, misinformation that we have to correct. And I definitely have checked out a few of your episodes and I see that you're doing a great job doing oh, that. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Congratulations. I noticed that you were thank like the you. number one podcast, you know, and, uh, when it comes to thank natural you. hair, like that in and of itself is a major feat. So I wanted to ask you about that. Like, what was your reasoning for starting um, uh, just the podcast? Because I know some of my followers are going to probably look. Let me tell you out. something. I want to be interviewing you, okay? I You're know. Not interviewing I me. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. But <laughs> one of the reasons is because of my children. I'm always okay. the type of person that believes in self care, self love. Don't change who you are. And yeah. I always felt like. If I'm out here putting relaxes in my hair, doing all this other stuff, and I'm sitting there telling my daughters, no, love yourself, be who you yeah. are, then I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. I tell them the love was going out your, your scalp. And they have some, my children have some beautiful long hair. And they were oh, looking yeah. at me and I'm being a hypocrite. I was like, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> it grows out your scalp. Ain't nothing wrong with your hair. Okay. Love your hair. Yeah. Get to know your hair. And that's what I did. I said, you know, I'm and get myself together. So, because, like, you know, we always, as women, we always hiding behind the makeup, the weaves, everything. And that's to either get a man or to, for self love, because we think that this is what society wants us to be. And then once we take all that away and realize, no, we're all different people, God made us a certain way. So, once we love, ourselves then everybody else you could be able to get that person that you want or yeah. look in the mirror every day and be like yes i am beautiful yes i might got something oh, yeah. wrong here something wrong there but i am beautiful you know what i'm saying and if something wrong might be wrong to you but to somebody else they might love it it might be oh, something yeah. that just brings them even closer to you so that's oh, yeah. why i started my whole thing and also because it's not a lot of people out here that has the opportunity to talk about their brand yeah. without somebody that's like, uh, like, you know, upcomers. Yeah. And I noticed I... that. And it's like, when you go out there, you just want to talk to people like, hi, let me just tell you about my brand, how, why I'm passionate about it, my journey. They don't mm-hmm. want to hear all that. And then we so yeah. quick to go to these stores, spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on these products. We don't know nothing about them. Oh, yeah. And Nothing. when you do the research, a lot of them were not made to benefit. Uh, I would hear texture or yeah. they just say, you know what? Oh, that's a billion dollar company. I'm just going to jump on and call it a day. Yeah. And don't or care. they like mimic what was working at the time. But a lot of the a lot of the product ingredients are outdated. I'm like, that is what they were using back then. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, Madam C.J. Walker, mm-hmm. she created the first uh, hairline products and stuff of that nature and her formula it worked for that time period but we now have access to better ingredients better processes and it's just like what i've noticed is a lot of people just stay stuck in, in the, past. the old days <laughs> yeah yeah so because a lot of that stuff like with uh Madam cj work on uh, walker a lot of her stuff was bad chemicals that they used to use yeah. but like you said back then it worked for them it made their yeah. hair grow but now, just like the relaxer, most people didn't know back then that it was doing that much damage. But as time mm-hmm. went on, we realized, no, you're not supposed to put relaxers in your hair because, oh, yeah. you know, health issues is seeping into your brain, you mm-hmm. know, and people don't know that. 
So little oh, stuff like yeah. that, you know, like you, like you said, over time, we get, we getting there. We getting there. Well, I'm, a, I'm on the right <laughs> platform. I'm glad uh, that you stated that because like when I created my channel, everything that you stated, my mindset was, I was like, man, like, how can I say that I love my people and then I'm encouraging them to do certain things, like always get their hair cut or uh, do this, this, and this. And I understand some people prefer to have waves, but I was like, I don't want to always be known for that. And that's one of the reasons why I was like, it's time for me to grow my hair out because uh, when it comes to embracing our hair, locks is uh, more common than waves are, you know? Yes, so, it is. Yeah. It is growing up in New York. And that was like, yes, I'm kind of telling my age a little something, <laughs> but <laughs> growing up in New York, um, like, the um uh, in the 80s and like you know early 90s and stuff mm-hmm. most everywhere i went because i'm from originally from harlem okay um i can hear it <laughs> <laughs> and look but i've been i stay in north carolina now but i got a little yeah. of the new york and country talk all mixed in one my mom used to say yeah. oh you're so country i was like <laughs> just because you're still in new york that don't mean nothing but anyway yeah. um i used to walking up and down the street all you saw was people with dreadlocks mm-hmm they, did, they didn't care. They wore oh, their yeah. hair. I saw them in suits. I saw a lot of um, police officers with braids in their hair. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And then coming to the South, it was totally different. Oh, yeah. You didn't see a lot of dreads. <laughs> you didn't see a lot of police officers with braids or anything. I was like, wait a minute. Unless you go to Louisiana, you know. Yeah, Louisiana places like that. Yeah. Because, you know, North Carolina is a conservative state. Yeah. So a lot of things, you know. It's still a little different and you know down here we're a little slow against stuff okay when oh, yeah. everybody else doing stuff that was popping 10 years ago we just now getting here <laughs> so it's like moving a little little so unless you're up on everything you yeah. know what i'm saying if you're up on everything of course you're not gonna be one of the people that's behind but mm-hmm. other than that we kind of just a little bit just a little bit on certain things yeah. and um i had interviewed one lady and um she went to um, get the bill passed for cosmetologists to mm-hmm. be able to do the um, natural hair. So you don't, you get your license the curriculum your hair yeah. instead of just taking the whole course of um, the cosmetology course, which is good. You know. What I'm now saying? is that finalized? Is that like in motion now? Yeah, she got it finalized. Yeah, it's that. Okay. In North Carolina, you could just get your natural hair care license. You can't do no chemicals, okay. none of that stuff. So that means you could help people understand natural hair whether mm-hmm. you teach them how to braid hair anything of that sort that's not chemical yeah don't say anything that's not chemical that like see that in and of itself is like i said when i started my channel people uh on youtube there was already like had their channels and things of that nature mm-hmm. like they felt it was an attack whenever i came and start presenting like knowledge and like actual information and my thing always in the back of my head was like, they're not teaching this stuff in cosmetology. They're not teaching this stuff in barber schools and things of that nature. You know, this information is important, you know, in over the years, I've had several cosmetologists. I've had several barbers. I've had several people in those industries that are certified that would say, man, thank you for what you're doing because they're not teaching this stuff in schools. You know, like in North Carolina, that may be the curriculum now, but you know, mm-hmm. with the United States, even though it says United, they're all not United, right? So mm-hmm. some states may have, um, they may have that curriculum now, but not all states. And that's one reason why I was like, okay, if I started doing YouTube, I can make it to where 
not just people in the United States, but people all over the world could eventually start learning the correct terms. Even if it's just 10 people, that was my mindset in the beginning. I was like, even if it's just 10 people, but with the way the YouTube works, if you're good at what you do, Mm -hmm. or if you have information that people find valuable, then you're going to reach as many people as possible, you know? So, and, um, I, I, I personally would like to see more states implement that mm-hmm. because there's not real curriculum that says, hey, this is the hair. And even if it is, it's based off of old stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm pretty sure you know about uh, what's the gentleman's name? Um, Oprah's hair hairstyle. I just recently. Andre Walker. Yeah, Andre Walker. He created the hair type of system. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a, a lot of naturals gravitated towards that because yes. of the numbers in he didn't do it to benefit women. He did it to sell his products, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there's a lot of people who were saying I'm 4C or I'm 4B or, or 3A or uh, 2B or whatever the case is. And it's just like everybody, because of genetics, we all have different forms of curls within a hair. So most of your Some hair people may have be, two different patterns in their hair. Yeah, I know I've seen people that had three different curl types, right? So they'll mm-hmm. have like a kinky, a portion of, of of their hair and then like the closer you get towards your edges and one of the things that I teach people is when you're first born your hair your curl type starts off a looser right mm-hmm. but then as your genetics become stronger and your hair the the, the 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 hair follicle becomes stronger then what happens is your real curl type uh, is defined but mm-hmm. as you get older or when you get closer to your edges the hair the curl type actually thins out or it gets looser right so mm-hmm. you may have predominantly let's say like 80 percent kinky hair but mm-hmm. then you'll notice that on your edges it's like well my hair feels a little bit coily or curly and people have been told in like style it in salons and things like that like oh well you have damage here you need to cut it and i'm like no no you you shouldn't cut that like it's just a different grade based <laughs> off of your, your genetics and how hair grows from the scalp and they don't teach that kind of stuff in that in that kind of level of saying oh in your crown your hair is a little bit is going to be a little bit looser but then in this portion is going to be your real definition of your curl type you know so i want to say this i appreciate you so much you know why because you're a male talking about this okay i'm so used (laughs) to just talking to women about it through the whole entire time you know there's one other person um his name is kafele he's um the king of locks i talked to him well, no, no, no. It's another person I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. I've um I talk to him sometimes. And okay. between talking to you and him, it's like, wow, it feels so good that everybody's on like one page. And actually yeah. the opposite sex to talk about something like this and yeah. someone to educate. Because the problem is, like I said, it's the miseducation about mm-hmm. it. And I interview a lot of people, um, stylists who say after they finish school, one of the problems that they have is that they get to the real world and it's like, I really don't know your texture here because I wasn't taught that in school. So they go mm-hmm. to these other um, black salons and then they learn how to probably do other stuff from them. Yeah. They don't learn in school. They learn once they graduate. Yep. And they also <laughs> told, you know, it's like kinky, um, curly they don't have the 4A, 4B. They don't go by types. They go either yeah. it's kinky, curly, or straight. And that's the only yep. patterns they know. Yeah, and that's, and that's, like, that's one reason why I had recently made, like, what is the curl types for 360 ways? Because mm-hmm. in the natural community, uh, women have, I've noticed that there's been a shift from the numbers, and they're focusing more on the actual curl types. But within men, 
they're trying to mimic kind of what the natural hair community is doing and they're like behind right so they're still trying to say i'm 3d da, da, da. and i'm like bro you either have straight hair wavy <laughs> hair curly coily or kinky that's and it i try to i try to separate coily and kinky because typically what happens is kinky hair is left off they'll just take uh coily uh from curly on on, on up mm-hmm. or they'll they'll put them together i say kinky and coily but like kinky hair is a special uh grade of curls versus coily you know and it's just like mm-hmm. if you try to treat kinky hair the same way as coily you're not going to get the results that you're looking for you know so but yeah, there's not a lot of, <laughs> I've gotten, I've received a lot of hate over the years of trying to use the right terms. And that is what let me know I was on the right path. Because typically when you're a pioneer, uh, nobody else has done it before. So you have to go against the cognitive the brain, yep. of society. You know, and people are like, hold on this. That's not right. That's not true. And then over the years, <laughs> I've seen people who so, uh, quote unquote uh, did not like me or whatever they start using the terms and I'm just like I don't care about being known for this yeah. I care that you actually know so that other people can learn so we can get away from saying mm-hmm. things like your hair is nappy and all that kind of stuff like that mm-hmm. you know so like I always tell people we all have beautiful hair no matter what and I always tell people I know my podcast starts with the word kinky okay that's yeah. just a uh, catch okay but oh, yeah. your hair is not kinky okay just love your hair and what people don't understand is when they think that their hair is nappy it just needs hydration in it your hair is curling up to protect itself and once you get moisture (laughs) in your hair yeah it's going to curl back up but it's going to be that curl that bounces right back Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's it's going to bounce right back but when it's dry it's going to be so hard that it feels like it's real like the term we use nappy when it's not yeah and most people don't understand that (laughs) i'm pretty sure um people always look at me and it's like uh, one thing is not only am I a man but I'm also light-skinned so when I speak about a lot of this stuff they'll say man you don't know what you're talking about you got that good hair (laughs) and I'm like bro good hair there's only there's only two types of hair in my personal opinion either you have healthy hair or unhealthy hair right there's good hair is just simply healthy hair right there is not based off of a curl type or anything of that nature and a lot of people within our community believe that a certain curl type is good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I don't put moisture in my hair, it's going to be like, if I try to pick my hair out when it's extremely dry, I'm you not going to regret it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it'll be stupid, you know, and it's, it's not going to be as coiled or curled, but it's still going to be a form of nappiness or whatever you want to say, you know, so it's just unhealthy or healthy hair. And when you have healthier hair, then you have less to worry about. Exactly, exactly. Like I always tell everybody, be intimate with your hair, get to know your hair. Mm -hmm. The more intimate you are, the better. Take your time, use your fingers, you know, massage your scalp, do all the proper stuff. (laughs) I love scalp massages. Who you telling? Who you telling? That's That's, that's one reason why I start growing my hair out. I was just like, nah, man, I gotta (laughs) sleep, get your hair massage. They the best thing and it helps stimulate (laughs) hair growth. So it's a win win. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have a long nail work. I reversed, uh, I was losing some of my hair in the corner of my hairline right here, mm-hmm. partially because of wearing a do-rag all the time. Not all the time, but uh, in order to get waves, you have to wear a do-rag. So that cuts off blood circulation and all that, all that stuff. But it was also because I wasn't stimulating this area of my hair because, you know, like when you have waves, you, you want to try to make, make sure that when your hair is laid it down, stays that it stays way. down. Yeah. But now because my hair is able to grow out, I've been able to reverse it out, you know, and um, it's been something that 
like as an engineer in my, my background was in civil engineering. One of the things that civil engineers had to do was if you designed a bridge, you would have to stand underneath the bridge and let a truck drive over it to be able to say that your design worked. That's how it used to be back in the day. Nowadays, they don't do that. But I was like, OK, I learned something <laughs> with the product that I that I created, as well as with the information I'm telling people, I'm going to be the use case and I'm going to be able to say, hey, the reason why I can stand behind my product as well as the advice and the tips that I'm giving you is because I used it on myself, right? So, so you're uh, the guy who's standing underneath the bridge when you yeah. make it. Basically, <laughs> I'm the guy standing underneath the bridge. So if it falls, it's on me. Oh yeah. So let's get yeah, into your just, brand. Okay, go ahead. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that just that's one of the things I, I like to live off of integrity because, like, uh, I'm pretty sure you know all of our na- names have meaning. And I was gonna ask you what yours means. Uh, but Justin uh, comes from the Greek word justice, which is J-U-S-T-U-S, which is where we get our, our word for justice, the, like the legal system and everything, you know. So I try to live up to my name in regards to like the integrity aspect and everything. But I was going to ask you, did you know what your name means? Um, I just, to be honest with you, I love hair. So yeah. I was playing around with all different types of names to express how I feel about hair. and. Yeah. The kinky hair culture just was like wow you know because yeah that's just perfect because i love hair so much i could talk about it all day sometimes i just people have to tell me candace i said no i'll be quiet I'll be quiet but let me just tell you that one more thing about that hair they were like oh, please stop yeah. <laughs> it and it paid passion. it paid off because it's like your passion allows you to be in a position that you're in you know yes so yeah I, about- I know you were gonna ask the question my yes bad. talk about your brand what made you decide? You already asked answered the question I was going to ask you about your name. Why you mm-hmm. you know came up with that name? So let's talk about your brand. Okay, so the Justin that's my actual name. Like so, my brand name is called Texas T. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I chose that name for my product line is because whenever I made it, like I've been a YouTuber and I've reviewed products for years before I ever thought about even making my own product. Um, and how was that experience trying other people's products and it was scary <laughs> <laughs> you thought what like, you gonna wake is, up your hair right here the you thing right is, here, your hair right here <laughs> people don't understand like when I first started my channel I was hungry you know I've kind of like yeah. became relaxed and I'm, I'm I'm getting the hunger back but when I first started I was hungry so I was like okay in order for me to build my channel I need to help people you know I need to help as many people as possible mm-hmm. and it's like there's people that's making products and that's doing different things and you put yourself at risk of trying somebody who doesn't have a name or they're established. You don't even have, know if they have credentials or any kind of knowledge in making products. And it's like you're, you're testing out these products and things of that nature. So it's it was putting myself at, at risk. And uh, it was it was it was scary. You know, it's just like, man, I put this thing in my hair. And what if I'm allergic to it? You know, mm-hmm. what if they have an ingredient on there? And a lot of times, especially with, like within the wave culture, they didn't believe in product labels. Like there was only a, one or two businesses that had product labels before I started uh, saying that, hey, this is important. If you don't do this, you can actually get penalized for this. Right. Like if the government decides to check into it. Um, and when I created my, my product, Texas Tea, that was one of the things that the labeling, I took it to the next step. Right. A lot of people would typically have a label. It, it would have their name, uh, their logo and then like an ingredient list. But I was like, well, if we're creating products and you want people to try your product. 
you need to put a lot more information to give people confidence in knowing what, uh, like what it works for and what's is best for, you know? So getting back to the question, it was like Texas tea. When I tried it, I was like, I've tried a lot of products in, in, in all over. And in Texas, um, that is also a euphemism for like oil. So whenever you find oil in the ground, they call it liquid gold. And another name for liquid gold is Texas tea. Right. So when I made the product, the way that it looked was like a yellowish gold uh, uh, look to it because it was, I started off with an oil and I was like, man, I've struck liquid gold with this. And I was because I'm from Houston, I was like Texas tea. Right. So that's why I came up with the name. And uh, I made it specifically for uh, fighting against dandruff and dry and itchy scalp because that's what I struggle with. I'm a low porosity hair uh, waiver or I was a waiver. And I used to always struggle with my hair just itching and just having a lot of dandruff. So I was like, I want to make something that will help target something that most people struggle. And what I learned through the research was that over 50 percent of the people in the world struggle with either dandruff or dry scalp. You know, so I was like, okay, Texas tea. Definitely. This is it's unlike any other product that I've tried. And at the same time, it it's it solves an issue that I struggle with and most people struggle with, you know, so. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the reason why I created the product. And another reason was because a lot of my supporters was like, bro, if you don't come out with your own product, like you've <laughs> what been are you doing? You all got all this going like, on. What you doing? <laughs> yeah. So but I'm glad that you did the research behind it because that's one of the key things about it. You have to find out, like you said, 50% of people with dandruff, you experiencing it. You have low porosity here. You you just went in. Yeah, and you took the time out to like educate yourself on it. So I appreciate you for doing that because most people, um, they really don't take the time out to like. Yeah, look. the education I've seen part it. of it is so important. <laughs> you can't just throw anything together. You got to get the education part. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like whenever I was just trying out random products because I was just trying to make videos to help people out and try to introduce and bring up small businesses with. Because I believe in collaboration. I don't believe mm-hmm. in competition. Competition is a low vibration thing to me, right? Like there's way more than enough for everybody out here. So um, I saw it as like, okay, I'm building my YouTube channel up and this person is coming up. And if I grow, then they'll grow alongside with me if they stay with it, you know? And a lot of times people didn't, what I realized was that just could, because I was taking things serious, other people weren't. And one of the things that I did on top of that was because I went to uh, the university that I went to, I had several friends in other fields. And one of my friends, he was a chemist. And I was like, hey, can you look over this stuff to make sure that the solubility of every single ingredient meshes well? Because some product makers, what they do is they'll just get a whole bunch of ingredients that they find on Google and they'll just throw it in there. Yeah. And for, it makes it a pot. So here you go. <laughs> yeah. For like the first five days, maybe six weeks, it stays together. But then what happens is there's like a separation of the ingredients. And then if the, if the person that bought it doesn't know that that's supposed to happen, then it's just like, they think that that's what the standard is supposed to be and it's not supposed to be that you know and some well, people think it's even, a bad product the first thing they do is think it's a bad product mm-hmm. yeah they think it's a bad product or it just speaks to the fact that the person that made it didn't do the necessary research because some people will say if you can't pronounce the ingredient you shouldn't use it but some ingredients are chemicals that help bind and, and make the products where they stay together they've been used over so years ignorant. I yeah, think that's and very it's just, ignorant. How about just if you don't know, you can't say it, type it. We got phones. <laughs> type yeah. it in. It give you the definition of it. Okay. Come on. Oh, yeah. I think it's so ignorant it, when people do that. <laughs> it, it's 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 an ego thing. That's what I've realized. It's mm-hmm. it's an arrogance of like, oh, if I don't know how to pronounce it, then it's it's not good. And I'm like, 
maybe you're not smart enough you know like and you're maybe, not smart enough because you're not applying yourself exactly it's just like just because you don't know something doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's harmful. And I had to use the example where like water, I can't remember the, the scientific term of it. I think it's like dihydrogen, something like that or whatever. I put it in the video and I was like, uh, if you ever buy a product and it has dihydrogen, so-and-so don't, don't use the product. And I, it was like a test. And a lot of people was like, Oh man, I ain't never using something like that. And I waited a week and I was like, Hey, you guys know that that's the scientific name for water. Right. <laughs> and people were like, I need to start doing research. I need to start Googling what these words are. And I made a follow-up video just to say, all right, let's go through and this is how you, this is what you need to look for. And this is what, how you research this stuff, you know? So I don't just uh, tell people, I also believe in putting the knowledge in their hands of how to do it so they don't become dependent on me, you know, so. But you know, in the black culture, water was a bad thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Was bad, <laughs> very bad. Yeah, Especially some people still say that. <laughs> no water. And yeah. I'm guilty because when I have my hair relaxed, I used to like, uh uh-uh. I see somebody spray wall, let me go way over there across the street while they, what are you doing? Just be angry, oh, yeah. okay? long as it's not chlorine, water is good for your hair. Oh, right? yeah. I was one of them type of people, so look, I know what you're talking about. I just, I was ignorant one time. <laughs> it just depends on the amount, right? Because water, mm-hmm. uh, what it does is it strips and removes things. What I always tell my supporters is like, everything in moderation, right? Yes. Too much water will damage your hair too little water will damage your hair but you have to have a balance of the right uh moisture in order to see the results that you're looking for you know because the 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 grand canyon was made from a little stream of water like over years the massive like grand canyon was from water and this is because the power the 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 properties of water strips and removes things you know so if you have too much water and if if it's constant then yeah you you definitely will have damage but yeah (laughs) Yeah, I saw yeah. that growing up with the ladies that would get trash bags or like grocery bags and put it over their hair after leaving the salon. Like, yeah, I see in a lot of stories growing yeah, up. Yeah, I was one of them. Look, yeah, you're right. I was one of them. Sure and I understand. Was. I get it. You know, because you spent all that money on that hair. Yeah, and not even just money, but myth. time. Like time, money, everything. And then the myth that we grow up with: don't put water in your hair. Don't yeah. get your hair wet. We got all that going on in our mind. So we're going to first thing, grab the first trash bag. Now, now natural. I don't care if it's raining outside. I don't, yeah. One time I actually washed my hair. Me and my kids went outside. We washed our hair in the rain. And that was yeah. the best experience in my life. I felt like my hair was so clean. I said, you yeah. know what? This is earth water coming from God. We're going to go out here and wash our hair. And that's what we did. We had us a personal shower outside. People were looking at us like we was crazy. Of course we had our clothes <laughs> stuff on. Okay. Well, you, and, we just you had... said you're you're saying you're in North Carolina, right? <laughs> yes. So you don't have to worry about all the chemicals in Houston like we do. <laughs> oh, why? Wow, I got a lot of chemicals. Yeah, Houston, man, all these power plants. I would not encourage if you live in a city where there's like a lot of power plants and things like mm-hmm. that. When it rains, it absorbs those chemicals, and yeah. But when you're in like the country area, and, and like I don't know if you you say, I think you say you were in, the, in the, like living in the country now, right? Yeah, I live in the country part of North Carolina. We have cities yeah. parts and um, but it's Back not in like the, the city they... city, but we do yeah. have little city parts and stuff down there. Okay. But I'm in the country part, so yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, that's what they used to do. They used to shower in the rain, you know, like because it was there. There wasn't that much cities. There wasn't that much uh, pollution, you know. So it was yeah. actually healthier, and it was you didn't have like water is a luxury. And that's what a lot of people don't understand, you know, so. And not only that, 
if you stay in the country part and stuff, you have issues with harsh water, where the water yeah. is coming through from the ground and stuff. So it's kind of, it's yeah. not like city water. It's a little bit different. So your mm-hmm. hair will dry out just a little bit more than normal. So you have to add a little bit more moisture to your hair. Yeah. And I noticed that when I moved, I was like, wow, yeah. Okay. And that's <laughs> one of the things. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the benefits of like, so my background in civil Oh, I learned about the differences of hard water versus soft water. You know, mm-hmm. so some areas have hard water where there's a lot more minerals in the water. Uh, mm-hmm. And then other areas have soft water where there's not that many minerals. Uh, and it'll feel as if you still have soap in your hair, but the soft water makes it feel that way because hard water strips your hair. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I learned that the hard way. I said, oh, my God, why my hair feeling so dry? What? Oh my God, my hair about to fall out. Can't stop being ignorant. Yeah, you know, when you move water, to different okay. places, you experience that kind of stuff, you know? Huh? <laughs> when Say you move again? to different places, yeah. you experience that kind of stuff. You you learn. You live, yeah. you learn. So, yes. Exactly. So, tell me about some of the products that's on your product line. So, I started off with the oil, um, mm-hmm. and it's five main ingredients that I started off with, and then I made an option to where you could... Uh, infuse like the tea tree and uh, peppermint essential oils which is what i use to combat like dandruff and dry scalp uh, but then people were like hey man well, when are you going to come out with a butter da, 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 da. so i created a product the first time i tried to create the butter it is what is known now as the buttercream variation on my site right and that's mm-hmm. like the highest sold product is the buttercream uh, but people were like, this isn't solid enough. I want something that is like a butter, you know? And I was like, well, all right, I'll make a butter, you know? So the, the oil is made specifically for like your hair. You can use it on your skin as well. Um, and you can use it as like a coat on, on your hair, but like oil doesn't moisturize. Right. So <laughs> the reason why it works the best on your hair is because your hair doesn't need moisture as long as you're drinking enough water you need to yeah. just make sure you seal in and lock in natural, yeah, natural oils yeah and then the butter and the buttercream the butter was made to draw in moisture so it has ingredients to draw in moisture from the atmosphere to where it can give you a moisturizing benefit from it uh and the buttercream is like a, a, a mix of both of those where it's like you receive the shine the softness that the oil gives you know like Another main benefit that that, the reason why I made the oil was to make your hair easy to detangle, right? So um, the buttercream like has all of that, but then with with the butter properties, it has like, it it draws in some moisture, you know? So that's one of the reasons why it's like the number one soap product on the site. But um, yeah, I went through, people want me to make shampoo. They want me to make conditions. They want me to drop brushes. They want me, I'm just like, (laughs) I'm really not, I I didn't do this to make a business. I did it more so uh, to give my supporters- yeah. Now, it was more so to give my supporters something they were asking for. And then mm-hmm. it just kept growing and growing. I was like, well, all right, I'll just do this. But I'm at the point now to where I'm like, I really want to shift my focus more so into um, financial, the, the financial industry. You know, so I've been uh, learning how to trade for over five years. I became consistently profitable within the last two. And when I realized how much I could do with that, I was like, all right, I don't want to get too bogged down with the hair product line and everything that I need to, I'll keep it around, but I don't want to make a shampoo. I don't want to make a conditioner. I don't want to do all the other stuff. And then there's great companies out there like this design essentials. They're black owned. Um, mm-hmm. I never have an issue saying, Hey, use this person's products with mine or use this or use that, you know? So I don't, I don't believe in there's 
only enough for billion me. dollar industry. Everybody yeah. get a piece of it. 60 billion. <laughs> That's one thing that people don't know. It's a 60 billion dollar industry. So I mean, it's maybe keep, look, I was just trying to keep it a little simple for everybody. You want to hit the yeah. big number, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like, that's the thing. I, I sit back and it's like with companies, I'm like, man, people really think that they have to monopolize the the the, the product, the, the, the hair product industry. And it's like, no, you, there's more than enough uh, clients. And if you have a product that stands out, uh, my products, I actually sell a lot more affordable than what most people sell. Like most people, when it comes to like oils, they'll sell like a, a one ounce bottle for like $20, right? Mm-hmm. I sell a two ounce bottle for about $20. You know, so it's like there's some people more for that your money. yeah, you get more for your money. Some people are used to uh, bigger brands that can buy at wholesale prices and then they can sell it for a lot more affordable. But when one thing that people need to understand about like small businesses like myself and other people, um, we don't have that that luxury of being able to buy it at a cheaper rate as well as getting man, getting it manufactured at a lower cost. So for me to choose to sell two ounces at like twenty, I'm just like people are going to buy what they believe in, right? Mm-hmm. And if you give them something that they believe in, it's to the point to where I don't even have to worry about promoting. Like, I probably only have three videos or four videos on my channel actually talking about my product, you know, but I consistently get orders in, like, all day, every day, you know, so. That's good. You made a valid point because most people don't know that, you know. They think that, oh, you're just trying to be um, expensive. You know how a lot yeah. of people say, um, black owned means expensive yeah they try to say (laughs) but when you a small it's not until you start making those products it's not like for me Mm -hmm. i actually use when i first started i used to hand wrap every single label um when i made the first batch of butters and things of that nature before i was able to invest into uh the the actual automatic equipment like to do the manufacturing i had to hand do all of that stuff when you start doing it you're like yeah i can't sell this for ten dollars like I'm, I'm shooting myself in the foot if I do that, you know. Yeah. But people don't understand that. They think that, oh well, why does Shea Moisture only sell theirs? I get four ounces for this, and I'm like, man, they, they are a whole industry. They have warehouses and they get discounts whenever they buy they the old bottles with like twenty five cents, and they sell them yeah. five dollars. They, they on a come up. Well, if we go yeah. buy products, it's gonna be expensive. We mm-hmm. end up paying like two dollars three dollars or maybe ten dollars for just the bottle itself and then we have to put the product in there all that equals up to ten dollars so if we're presenting for 20 that's twenty dollars right there we got to get something Mm -hmm. out of it all the hard work and labor and it's not that we're not trying to um i don't i want to say this it's not where it's not about the profit because everything we do is you know about profit at some point yeah but we have to really think about it and most people yeah. don't think like that. They just want to just focus in and that it's expensive. It's expensive. I can't afford it and stuff. But if yeah. we're trying to give you the best quality, what we could afford, we're going to do what we're going to have to do. And yeah. that's that. And it's just like when you first come out, they compare you to Amazon. And it's yeah. like, dude, Amazon been around for years. I'm, I can't offer one day shipping. You know, like I've had been, a few people that was like. doing books. They start off yeah. as a book company. And this now yeah, I've had doing a few what people they're doing. That, go ahead, my bad. No, I was just saying that they started off as a book company, company. Yeah. And then they started doing all this other stuff. So they was mm-hmm. in their basement looking crazy. Yeah. Everybody started off in their basement looking crazy and then mm-hmm. was able to get these big um, investors to invest in them and go forward from there. That's yeah. how they making their money and stuff. So 
I just tell everybody be patient with people. Either support yeah. or don't support. Either way it goes, yeah. somebody it's gonna be helpful with somebody, or at least share yeah. it because you never know who oh, you're yeah. helping. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I can I, I thank God for is that I can count on my hands how many just customers that were not satisfied, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there's people that say, "Oh, my order came in this way," da 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 da, but then I talk to them and we get it resolved. And there's only about three people I can remember where I tried to go out my way. I believe in customer service over everything, right? Tried to go out my way. Hey man, I'll send you another bottle. It broke. It's not my fault and it shouldn't be my responsibility, but I'll still send you another bottle, right? There's only three people that I can count. We've been in business for over two years on my hand, you know? So it's just like one of the things about the, when people say black owned is like expensive, that comes from also, there's a lot of, sadly, there's a lot of black owned businesses that they don't focus on customer service. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like if a person is paying a lot of money, then they want to be treated as such, you know, and it's just like what I know, what I what I try to focus on is uh, whatever I charge, try to make sure that they every single customer has the same experience, whether if it's a celebrity, I've had celebrities that's ordered and I have had just regular people like my, myself as well as yourself that ordered as well. And I treat everybody the same. You know, I try not to look at the names of the orders uh, just to be unbiased in that regard. But know, first there. of all, I am a celebrity. We're all celebrities, okay? <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll just mess with you. It's fine. But I want to say I appreciate you and your time. But, um, before I let you go, I always play a game. But before okay. I play this game, I do want to talk to you about, I see on your um, LinkedIn, you have mm-hmm. learned how to trade, Road to Success mm-hmm. Program. I know this is about hair, but whenever someone else is doing something, especially another African-American person, I like to make sure I get every part of their business, okay? Yeah. Everything. So tell us a little bit about that, especially the program, since you have it. Well, I, I really do appreciate the research you've done. Um, the Road to Success Trading Program was a, and the reason why I say was is because I'm transitioning from mm-hmm. uh, offering it as a, a, a like a program where I teach people one on one, where basically there's three different tiers that people can join the program on a reoccurring basis to learn the system that I've used to be able to uh, become a consistently profitable trader, mm-hmm. in order to help them make the the money that they're trying to make. Right. So uh, to back that up when I speak about trading, I'm not talking about stocks, right? Mm-hmm. Stocks is more so an investment, mm-hmm. right? When people talk about stocks, they're, they're, they're thinking of investing, buying and holding for the long term. Mm-hmm. Trading is something that you do where you can buy and you can make money on the way up, as well as if you believe the market is going to go down, you can sell and make money on the way down, right? And a lot of people in our community do not know that. They think that they only have one option, which is to buy low and then whenever price goes up, that's when they bank and make profit. But the reality is you can make money in both directions if you know how to read the markets. And I created a system that allowed me to see, okay, if, if the market is doing this, then most likely it's going to go down. So therefore, I should sell here. Or if the market does the opposite, then I should buy, right? And I offered it in three different tiers. It's been about almost a year, maybe almost two years since I've had the academy running and I've had tremendous success from people that's been in the program. There's been some people that within their first week, they learned what they needed to and they became uh, funded and all this crazy stuff. And there's been some people that they've been with me for over a year and they're still struggling. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm not one of those types of people that makes it seem like everybody's seen success. Because it's all based on how you learn and what you take in. 
it's all based off of how you learn, what you take in, but it's also based off of your personality type. So what I decided to do was moving forward, I'm actually in the process of writing a book. It's going to be a free ebook that uh, people will be able to download and access from my Instagram. And it'll show everything like, okay, uh, this is what trading is. These are the different markets you can trade. This is how to buy. This is how to sell. Mm -hmm. These are the things that I use. And if you want to learn and use the tools that I've coded because of my engineering background, I've coded indicators mm -hmm. that you can use on the screen to kind of tell you, okay, the market is going to most likely do this. Then that's going to be like sold as a course as something that you can buy uh, on top of uh, using the program, right? I'm not going to give out the things that I've designed for free, but that's what I'm moving forward in the future. And uh, I'm trying to get that wrapped up by the end of February, just kind of like create my own black history, you know, <laughs> but uh, Look, do we'll it. see <laughs> yes do it yeah so um that's one of the things and i guess the the last thing i'll say about that is how, the reason why I, I, I talk about trading is that people always know me for waves and when you look at the markets the market moves in waves it goes up and it goes down it goes up mm -hmm. and it goes down it goes up and it goes down and a lot of my supporters was like bro why are you talking about this and i was like y'all fail to understand that i'm still talking about waves i'm just talking about waves that matter more like these waves, if you understand these waves, yes. you can make way more money. Like I had uh, um, a student that just joined three days ago. Mm -hmm. He's been trading for four years, consistently break even or losing. We had a one on one session with him. He emailed me this morning. He said he made two percent on his account. Now, people may not know, but two percent just depends on how big your account is. He's going yeah. for a two hundred thousand dollar account. So 2% on a $200,000 account is actually $4,000 in a day, right? So that's why I say I'm still talking about ways, but I'm talking about the ways that are more important. So you're, all you're doing is meeting people where they are. Yep. And most and you people are not willing to do that because they say, yeah. why well, I got to go down here when I'm up here, but you fail mm -hmm. to realize that you want to get your point across. Sometimes you have to come back down here and like, look, this is what's going on. Oh, so you play basketball? Let me tell you about yeah. the three-point shot. You know what I'm saying? This mm -hmm. person made, this person, oh, and then flip it around. They'd be like, and that's how a lot of people understand it. Yeah. Understand. Like I said, it's the uh, Lupe Fiasco approach. Mm -hmm. You got to speak in terms that people can understand. I can't just go over people's heads with scientific terms all day. They're going to be like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. You know? Mm -hmm. And when you're talking to somebody, they're not going to pull out a phone. You don't want to talk to somebody and they have to pull out a phone and Google it right there in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just they ain't like, gonna I try to want to talk to you no more. They're like, oh, they're yeah. too much for me. <laughs> yeah, they no, like, too much. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, yeah. I do want to say this. Okay. When is your next class? A next for class this? for what? For your um trade for the program, the trading yeah, the program. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like I mentioned, I'm not doing the the academy is open. Like I said, I had a guy okay. that okay. joined recently people anybody can join but okay. once i finish the book and i have all of the videos shot for the course then i'm going to transition it over to where it's going to be a more simplified approach uh with the things that i've learned to improve the current system that i'm teaching people so there's people that are learning a system from me now that they're seeing success i've been able to learn how to simplify it and make it a lot easier to understand mm -hmm. you know and um that is going to be released hopefully by the end of february and it's like I said, the book, the, the book is going to be free no matter what. Yeah. So if anybody wants to learn, they'll say, okay, I want to learn how to trade. They can read the book without having to pay anything. And if they see that, okay, I think I can understand this. I want to invest in it. Then they'll be able to buy the course. And I'm not one of those guys 
that believe in charging an arm and a leg. There's a lot of people that think that because something's more expensive, there's a lot more valuable. But I have people from all different programs. They joined different programs before. And they're like, your program is so simple to understand. Like, why aren't you charging more? You know, and it's just, I believe with our people, we need financial support, right? We need ways to make money without having to spend too much time. And trading allowed me to be able to do that, you know, and a lot of people don't know about it, but that's my goal is to get to the point where it's like, all right, um, I've helped you so many people. I sleep with your eyes closed. Yeah, I, yeah I got exactly. <laughs> so... You and who have, knows? I mean, have a hedge fund one day. <laughs> hey, look, you never know. You have yeah. a podcast that I see, Blunt yeah. Brothers Podcast. I just noticed that. I was like, wait a minute, he got a podcast, and he didn't say nothing about it. Why you because <laughs> the Blunt Brothers Podcast is a podcast that I did with my older brother. Uh, we stopped when COVID uh, took off mm-hmm. because it was like he has a family and then I'm like on, on my own and we just wanted to kind of like limit the exposure uh, during that time period. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a podcast where we, it's a, it's a play on words. Uh, uh, like my brother, he, he has smoked with some famous people. He loves, he is a marijuana connoisseur. Uh, I guess that's the way, best way yeah. to pr- mm-hmm. uh, put it. And we both are known for being direct which is the blunt aspect of it, right? So it's like a double entendre. Um, so that's what the Blunt Brothers podcast is. We, we're, we're working on trying to bring that back. I told them, I said, I've been telling them that we need to do Zoom podcasts, like how we're doing now. Yes. Uh, and I think he is just like with everything that was going on with COVID, it was just a lot of transitioning that took place, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, look, you bring do it your back. research. <laughs> look, bring it back. You know what I'm saying? Podcasts and bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna play this game. It's called Which One Has to Go. Okay. okay. Oil, hair cream, or hair butter. Which one has to go? Hair cream. Why? I believe in oils and butters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, if you did say that earlier, you just made yeah, because it's like for the, the supporters. One thing, so I, I one thing I noticed was that. They're like some some companies will just make several products, and I'm just like they all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like so, you're buying three different products that does the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in believe it. Learn your hair, be intimate with your hair. You're gonna get the same results that you're looking oh, yeah. for. If you don't, then you're gonna be wasting all this money and making someone else richer. Instead yep. of I'm not saying you don't want to make anybody rich, you know what I'm saying, but be a part of the you know the whole big 60 billion dollar like you say 60 billion dollar company but just be smart about it Mm -hmm. because you can buy 50 of the same products that's going to work instead of buying 50 products that you don't know about but i am so glad and i'm appreciative of having you on here i think likewise i I appreciate you reaching (laughs) out and um i also have a website so uh i'm definitely down for like putting writing a blog because I don't want to get too much into it. We could probably talk about that a little bit later, but it definitely helps both of us whenever we, um, I feature you on my site and then I'm, you're going to feature me because of the interview, you know? So yes. I like to help people out as well. I don't want to, I don't believe in just taking, so. Oh, no, no. Let's make something clear. This is not, uh, uh, feel, don't feel like you're taking anything, okay? Or yeah. using anybody because at the same time, we're helping each other, okay? Yeah. You're taking time out of your busy day to come on this podcast, to help well we helping each other to help 
each other. You see what I'm saying? So that's how I oh, look yeah. at it. You're talking about hair care products. You just told us how to properly trade little bits of information. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because y'all got to go to the academy. So don't think, I mean, you know, everything, some things are free, not everything. You know, he worked hard on this. Okay. So you're going to get a little yeah. bit of it. Just a little bit. And the each look <laughs> coming out. So it's just, I just love doing this. I love being there for others. Likewise. Okay. So I will say that. So, but I appreciate you. Thank you, everybody. This is the Kinky Hair Culture Podcast. And if y'all, I'm going to have all his links, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have all his links. Um, I'm going to have pictures of all his products. So if y'all want to actually look and see, I'm going to show his 360 ways, 570, no, 520, 720. I'm going to get it right, 720 ways. <laughs> I'm going to have all that up there so you'll know what he was talking about because when he was talking about it, I was a little <laughs> bit lost. I was like, okay, I see you 360. When he said the rest, I was like, dang, yeah. I want to feel stupid. <laughs> Please explain. Yeah, when you so- see the 720 picture, <laughs> I want to know your thoughts because a lot of people are like, we'll do what they are. Like, they think it's finger waves. <laughs> so look, we're going to have everything. And also, even like I said, even though we wasn't talking about um, hair, the trading, because a lot of Black people don't do a lot of things because they feel like they're not smart enough yeah and that's the problem and i want everybody out there to stop thinking that you're not smart enough especially if you have someone like justin giving you the opportunity like look come on to the academy i'm doing a book for you i'm doing everything i'm giving you the road to success yep it's whether you want to drive down that road i can't put my foot on the gas for you i can't stir i can't um stir the wheel i can't do none of that stuff it's all up to you He's giving you the tools. Okay. So I thank you and I appreciate you. Until next time, my name is Candace and this is the Kinky Hair Culture Podcast. Bye, everyone. Salute. <laughs>